Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited because I'm connecting with somebody who I've known just recently through another podcast guest, Kelly Marie, and I'm super excited to share her with you today because I think that what she's doing needs to be seen and heard by the world. So thank you so much, Nikki, for joining me today. Thank you. Would you be willing to tell us a little bit more about yourself so people have an understanding of who you are? Yeah, so I'm an intuitive coach. Actually, I've studied with Kelly Marie as one of people that I've learned from. And I'm also an independent filmmaker. And at the moment, I'm working on a really beautiful film on ancient sacred sites in Southern Africa. And they align with the solstice and the equinox sunrise or sunset. And they're set in the mountains uh, through these gateways where the sun shines through um, to that and they're placed on uh, PowerPoints and ley lines. So it's super fascinating and not many people know about it. So I decided this story needs to be told. <laughs> mm. And I've been working on this on this film. And uh, yeah, so apart from apart from the filmmaking, um, I I coach people and I work with archetypes and I work with people's genius and how they can um, really shine with what they with what they want out of life, and if they, if people are on their path and know what they want, how do we go deeper with that? And also working somatically, I work with family constellations. I'm a family constellation practitioner, and I work a little bit with internal family systems. It's just I absolutely adore working with people because I learn so much from working with people and from seeing where they're at and, and how how we can transform their lives. And it's it's incredibly rewarding. Wonderful. Well, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I'm familiar with what you're talking about, but I'm not sure that everybody listening is. Um, ah. Can you get into how you would define an archetype? So... Personally, I like to work with archetypes that that aren't necessarily traditional. So I studied astrology and I love to work with astrological archetypes. But also when I'm working with some, somebody, I allow what is coming up to come. So sometimes that could be the snake or 
a snake woman. And the sim- symbolism of a snake has a very particular uh, feeling about it and would be interpreted, same in astrology, it's, it's interpreted according to that person because a snake could, is often about transformation, but it also can be connecting with water. It also, you know, a snake moves with its belly on the floor um, and it can also be a deep connection with the earth. So then I'm using my intuition to to tap into what that symbol means for each person that I'm working with. And then, of course, there's archetypes that are usual, familiar ones like the child, the priestess, the miser. And there's more positive look on all of them and a more, I don't want to say negative look, but it's a, it's, it's looking at, at them from your shadow perspective. How do you take this, this shadow perspective and maybe repurpose it? But you have to work with it first and really understand it and feel it before you can repurpose it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so for people. And I've had some work done with family constellations, but it's not been brought up, I don't think, in our podcast so far. So can you get into family constellations? Because they are fascinating. And the work that they can do is, is truly transformational. It has been just an understanding and awareness and and transformation as well. So uh, please tell yeah. us all more about it. Family constellations can be incredibly transformational. And there's two ways that I like to work with it. One is um, one-on-one, and then I use uh, stones to represent certain aspects or people in your life. Or uh, we have workshops where we have a group of people that come, and um, some of them will then constellate uh, some either an issue or uh, an illness and... Um, often we start with uh, parent issues or parent things that just need to be uh, worked through that maybe you're uncomfortable with or um, that things aren't flowing so well with your mom or your dad. And, and what we'll find often is that these issues flow upstream. So this works very deeply seven generations behind you and even seven generations after you. So if you do have any children, um, this, what you do, what the work that you're doing in family constellations affects your family going forward as well. So when you're working with something, even if it's an illness um, or a, a pain in the body, I worked with someone that had incredibly painful hip uh, hip issues and uh, she used to be a dancer and um, many many years later this hip issue came up and she tried everything she tried so many different things and it's actually someone that I that I studied family constellations with and she asked me to constellate it and a few weeks later she said you'll never guess what happened but my hip is feeling so much better and she had literally tried so many different things so it's not just you know working with an unruly teenager or uh, your 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 parental issues or sometimes and many people like to work with with money financial things that are coming up in their lives but also body issues 
family constellations works really beautifully with with illness and um, and pain in the body. I can go on to maybe explain what it looks like if you come to a workshop um, in sure um, in a family constellation. So there's also a, a TV program, uh, a Turkish production on Netflix that uh, people are getting quite excited about, and it's I think it's called Another Self. For those of you that are interested, it's um, it's dubbed into English not very well, um, and it's a bit of a soapy, but um, it really shows how family constellations can make such an impact on people's lives, and it's definitely entertaining. So when people come to a workshop, there will be the the facilitator. Um, I often work with my husband, so it would be myself or Paul. And then we have uh, the client, which is the person constellating that is working with something that they want to transform, like a hip issue. And then we'll have people that are there to just be in the field and um, most of them will then represent. So what do I mean by the field is when we form a group of people with an intention then a field is formed, an energetic space is formed. And with my intention, I always uh, like to call in the ancestors, set the space, I, I smudge the space, I do uh, the blue sage or the impepo. The impepo is great for call, it's a South African herb that is great for calling in ancestors. Um, and then I will clear the space and I will also, I love to play uh, uplifting music, often Mozart or um, or Vivaldi is really good as well because it's very uplifting before people arrive. So that is then clearing the space and setting an intention for the field to be at its optimal, um, which is an energetic space for people to then really work in. And so the client, the person who's constellating, will, um, for in, in my constellations, I like to give them a questionnaire so that I have a lot of their background already, so that I can intuitively tap into those things um, if, it, if it feels right. Otherwise, uh, some people don't uh, ask many questions. They'll, they'll ask the questions on, on site, a few questions, to see where the client in that moment wants to go with their constellation and then the people watching often really get a lot of insight out of being in a constellation uh, workshop that's why people keep coming back mm -hmm. is because you you sit in this constellation and you start to relate to what is happening in this person's life and you get so much healing just from someone else working and just by being in the space. So to explain further what that looks like is we like to form a circle. So people will sit around in a circle and there'll be a space in the middle. And then the person that is constellating, if they are choosing to work with their mother and their maternal family line, then I will ask them to choose a person to represent themselves and a person to represent their mother. And those people will then form a temporary uh, soul contract with the mom 
and the person that's constellating. And the person that's constellating just sits there and watches because as soon as the, the person that's working gets involved, then the story comes in. Whereas if they're just watching and the person that's now uh, representing is standing in the middle and literally just feeling into what's coming up, the stories aren't there, which is part of the magic of this work. Because you just, it, there's no right or wrong and it's just magic. It's really magic how you start to feel a pain in your foot or you suddenly get very cold or very tired and and you you make a movement if you're feeling very tired then we might say okay do you want to you know do you want to lie down on the ground or they might just slump a little bit and and have their eyes closed and all of those things for the facilitator um will uh show, will show the facilitator certain things that are happening and um i um, the way i like to work is to to see if we can make small shifts in the field towards the outcome that the client is wanting. And sometimes there's just a no. Sometimes, you know, we want, uh, we're hoping that the mom is going to apologize for something and she doesn't. I mean, that's quite rare, but maybe if we're working with a perpetrator um, and then they're just not in the space to be able to apologize, um, then that's okay. Then we then, then we look at it in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, so th there's not always a complete resolution, and sometimes a resolution can take a few uh, a few constellations, a few times working. Um, and uh, myself as a facilitator, and um, my friends that are facilitators that I've studied with we do the work all the time because there's endless opportunities to, to do, to go deeper and deeper with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it can bring, um, an awareness in the field about another person's existence or point of view that wasn't necessarily seen before as absolutely my understanding too that can break down walls barriers break down entire stories in one moment yeah. <laughs> you know it's so. it's like those aha moments yeah. it's like oh my goodness this makes so much sense but i never thought of it before and there's many many tears in in the in the workshops because of those aha moments because it's just like you can palpably feel it in the energy of the space when that aha moment comes mm -hmm. yeah Beautiful. so we have clients and and people representing you know they're all having amazing releases from those moments of like oh i get it now <laughs> So, yeah, that's absolutely right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing because I think that, that you know, anytime that people bring up new ways to support a person, I like for people to share what that is so that if intuitively it hits or bings on somebody while they're listening to this, they can go find out more or connect with you because I'm not sure. Does this work get done online for you or is there other yes. aspects of your coaching that gets done online. Yeah, so if I'm working with a client for for a few sessions, then sometimes we'll, as one of those sessions, we'll do a one-on-one -on -one online 
with family constellations or or sometimes people just want to do a family constellation or sometimes it's the way that I that I work with it with my clients is that it it comes up in uh, the in our healing uh, sessions so we'll go through visualizations um, on something that we've been working on and the family constellations gets worked in the techniques of the family constellations gets worked into the the healing of uh, what's coming up awesome so yeah what fascinates me is the diversity of what you do so the filmmaking yeah. where did the filmmaking come from because that's not that's <laughs> not a typical path for a lot of people so can you get yeah. into that aspect a little bit a little bit more yeah so this is this is actually a little bit of an uncomfortable uh, space for me because i actually started filmmaking because i got into the industry um, at a very young age and if I really go back, it started when I was, I don't know, four years old and my father used to work for a clothing company and I did a little bit, bit of modeling and I absolutely adored doing that. I loved the limelight. I was very shy as a child and being in front of the camera was wonderful for me. And then when I turned 14, I started modeling and by the time I left school, I was traveling and I, I absolutely loved the industry and then decided as I got a bit older to be on the other side of the camera. I don't love to tell people that I was modeling because people have a very specific idea around models. So that's it's a space that I'm still working on personally. That is what got me into filmmaking. I, I went, got to a point where I was like, I'm ready to be on the other side of the camera. And I... I bought video equipment and editing equipment and just started filming. <laughs> wow. um, and because of who I am, I the, the work that I do in film, um, especially the independent stuff, is, is very much around raising consciousness and awareness and self-awareness. So fashion films, because I come from a fashion background and I, I do corporate stuff, my real love and work with with film is around raising consciousness and awareness and wanting to make films that that are that do that conscious films <laughs> amazing so right there you just blew up a whole bunch of people's stereotypes about models so thank you so much for sharing right <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> right it's like bam i love it <laughs> And beautiful. it's so fascinating because I get to bring my intuitive work into my filmmaking more. And as I kind of work deeper with, with other people, I start to see how I can work within in my life. And I, uh, since I was a, a little child, very little, I used to see beyond the veil. And it was very scary. I used to see kind of really weird entities. I lived in an old Victorian house and... It, it somehow attracted uh, some very odd entities that I could see. And I remember, you know, telling my mom, like, what is that? What, you know, and she'd be like, I can't see anything. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and then I remember she used to take us for a while, for a short while, she took us to Sunday school and explored Christianity a little bit. And I remember then praying to God going, please don't let me see that anymore. It's just too scary. And then one day it stopped. Oh. Yeah. 
And then as as I got older, I, I started getting into my own journey and awakening. And then all of that awoke again. Isn't that the truth, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so part of that started with, with health as well. Also, as a model, you have time to read a lot of books and do that studying. So I was very lucky to be able to travel, um, see different cultures, see different parts of the world, read about what was interesting me and, um, and still make money. So it's, it's in a way, it's a very privileged start to, to my working experience. But yeah, then I had a healing crisis and I just had no energy and I had to work with that. And, and as a model also, my skin started breaking out and then I couldn't earn the money that I was, you know, hoping to be earning. So it was a, it was a very internal journey of body health. The body is the temple. How do you look after yourself? Which I had with my upbringing as well. So it was a natural progression for me and just ever deepening cycles of understanding my own spirituality and what works for me. So I got into breath work 20 years ago and, and then never looked back from there. <laughs> Lovely. So again, in case people don't know what breath work is, I mean, it sounds like it should be like pretty standard for everybody to, to be aware of because we all breathe on this planet, but we really don't <laughs> breathe on this planet. So <laughs> what's fascinating is that the way that you breathe can change the way that you feel. So if you think about it, when you're angry, what is your breath looking like? It's a little bit short, right? It's You're not fully breathing into your belly or even in fully into your chest. It's short, you're angry, or you're breathing a little bit faster. So if you can, in, in an angry moment, slow your breath down, breathe into your belly, then you're already helping your nervous system. And when you're happy, how are you breathing? It's regular. You have that heart coherence because you've got that regulated cycle of breathing. When you're sad, how are you breathing? You hardly breathe at all when you're depressed. Like the breathing is quite shallow, but, but not fast like when you're angry. So again, taking those deep breaths into your belly. So it's a fascinating way to actually work with your, your nervous system and come into coherence. For me, I did something called sky breath, and I do it every morning. I've been doing it every morning for about 20 years. And that, first of all, releases a lot of toxins because you release many toxins through your breath. If you do breath work, you're actually releasing a whole load of toxins out of your body. So if you're doing that regularly, I mean, you can do that when you go for a run or a, or a hike, that that's so great for you because you're breathing heavily and you're releasing those toxins but also just doing a bit of breath work doesn't just release the toxins it also is regulating your nervous system and bringing you into coherence and brings you to a space especially with the sky breath i've found it brings you to a space of really being able to drop into a deep meditation and the meditation is that gap it's that sitting in the deeper you go, feeling your connection with the all, with everything, feeling that light. And so your breath can bring you to that space. And that for me is breath work. Beautiful. And if you think about it, how important it is, I mean, and how clever nature is. Yes. The first thing we do 
when we are born. Even before we cry, you have to breathe in. Yes. And the last thing you do before you die is that out breath. Right? Right. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all this, for sure. There's yeah, it's there. my pleasure. But shifting gears, how does intuition come to you? Ah, yes, intuition. So for me, in my human design, I work with a yes-no. So I can very much feel, is this right? For me, yes, no. Unless I'm overstressed, unless my nervous system has gone into overdrive. If I'm working with someone else then my intuition works in a couple of different ways and I'm just open to whatever is going to come. So I've been trained to uh, find a symbol and then what does that symbol mean for me? So if I am tuning in to someone, then I will see a symbol and then I will interpret that symbol. Sometimes I see a whole movie playing out in front of me. Sometimes I will really feel what that person is feeling and often it's a combination of a, a couple of different things so I'll see something I'll interpret the symbol I'll be feeling feelings as I'm talking like if I say something and I feel that what I said was just a little bit off I can literally feel that in my solar plexus and I'll go mm, okay so let's just shift that a little bit is this is this feeling more true? Ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, if I tune into you, <laughs> <laughs> then I, I go into a space of innocence because innocence is where you don't have an expectation. So I'll go into that space of innocence and then I just sit and wait for a symbol and the symbol that comes up. So, so normally I wouldn't speak about the symbol to a person that I'm working with. But the symbol that comes up is this big red heart. So then what do I, how do I interpret that? Because this, that's the symbol that's coming up for me in regards to you. So for me then what that means is that you have a big heart, that you want to help others, that, you, that part of your genius is to spread love and light into the world and that all of that comes deeply from your heart and that you, I mean, obviously you're doing podcasts, so I know <laughs> as well that, that you love information and that you want to share that yes. because, because that, that's what interests you. But all of that is coming from a heart space for you. It's not as much of a head space as a heart space and that need and that want to share. Bang on, girl, bang on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, well, and I mean, when I'm in my podcast space, it is totally that. It is like, I just have this light bright board and my podcast listeners know about it. And I have all these little bright lights, picture of the world. And it's like, oh, I have yeah. all these beautiful connections. And that fills my heart just as much as sharing people with the yeah. uh, with the rest of the world. So I love shining a light on others. And yeah, so there you go, people. Welcome to Nikki. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. Oh, it has. And listen, I look forward to hearing more and getting to know you more through Kelly. And perhaps we'll do this again, because I think we have more to talk about. There's always so much to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd love to do it again. Oh, wonderful. Okay.
Have a great day, Nikki. Thank you so much. You too, Heather. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.